Hi friends, welcome to the Liz Teach Podcast. I am so glad that you have joined me on this Meditation Monday. And well, I hope you had a great weekend. I had a good weekend, just uh, it was rocky at some point, certain things that I had expectations of, they kind of dashed, <laughs> came crashing down, but such is life, right? But besides that, uh, Sunday, I went to church and it was just amazing, amazing, amazing. And the word of God that was just dropped in my heart and different nuggets that I received. And then also, you know, there was a lot of revelation for me as far as different steps that I need to take in my life in different areas. And so in one of the areas that uh, God continues to work in is about guarding my heart. And it's so crazy because a Friday night, I got together with a group of friends and we had such an amazing time. And one of the things that we talked about was that guarding our heart and who we open our heart to. And how much time we dedicate maybe to certain people uh, or that we have to keep certain people at an arm's length because our heart health is very important, especially when you're in ministry. If you don't guard your heart and you have all these outside forces or uh, people damaging your heart, how can you lead? How can you bless others? And so even in that, we need to ask wisdom and we need to ask God to direct us. And for me, you know, sometimes it feels harsh or sounds harsh in my mind, uh, the areas that God wants me to guard or the areas that God, the people that God wants me to guard from. And it's not that you completely take them out of your life, it's that you guard your heart from their words uh, having too much effect. When I first got to Florida, I was heartbroken from ministry. I was a mess and my heart was a mess. And I really did not want to let anybody in. I didn't want to give anybody a chance. But as a result, God said that I had such a wall up that I couldn't help and I couldn't fulfill my purpose and reach out to those that he did want me to reach out to. And so, you know, opening your heart, uh, there's a certain vulnerability to it, right? But we can't be afraid. And if we allow God to lead us in that, uh, in how to open our heart and who to open our heart to, how much to give, when not to give, he will guide us and we'll be able to guard our heart. And so, of course, there's a verse that we know uh, very, uh, for those who have been in church, 2.5 seconds, you have heard this verse and it's in Proverbs 4.23. And it says that above all guard your heart, right? Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. And so what really stuck to me was the phrase above all else. The, the person writing this proverb wanted to emphasize that this is a priority. You need to guard your heart. And he says why right there in the verse, because Everything flows from that. Everything flows from your heart. And so we have to make sure that we are guarding it, that we are uh, making sure that the right things are going into our heart. And so one of the ways uh, that we guard our heart, you know, is having communion with the Holy Spirit, having the Holy Spirit uh, speak to us and guide us and let us know. 
and you pray and you seek him and you talk to him because God loves us and he knows the path that we need to go. He knows what our heart can handle. But also it's really important to check your thought life because once there's a thought and we don't take care of that thought that uh, the enemy allows into our mind that we allow. You know, um, the one of our pastors this weekend was saying how we're always blaming the devil. And it's true. We let that thought sit and fester and we overthink it and overthink it. And once it's there too long and we haven't gotten rid of it, it drops into our heart. And once it's in our heart, we act on it. That's what the verse says, that it determines, your heart determines the course of your life. So whatever's in your heart, your emotions, your thoughts, your actions flow from here, and it determines the course of your life. This is why it's so important for us to be heart healthy, you know, and not only in the physical, right? Because in the physical, if your heart is not healthy, your blood is not pumping, it affects your limbs, it affects your, your brain, everything flows from the heart. And there's a verse in 2 Corinthians 10, 5 that warns us to take every thought captive to Christ, to the obedience of Christ, that we need to get rid of those rebellious thoughts. We need to get rid of those anxious thoughts. We need to get rid of, you know, all the, the, the bitterness and the anger and all those thoughts that fester in here and the woe is me and the victim mentality. And I don't know why. Guys, I'm recording this on my camera. My camera keeps falling and I'm getting distracted. <laughs> it's okay. Liz is going to be okay. <laughs> uh, and so, and that's not the devil. But, um, I could hear some of you saying the devil is a liar. No, 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 no. It's just, I am not tech savvy. And so that's what happens. Anyway, so we have to uh, take those thoughts captive uh, to the obedience of Christ. So the, we obey God's word. And our thoughts are captive to his word and we abide in truth and not the lies that maybe the lie began with the enemy dropping it into our mind and we didn't get rid of it. We continue to perpetrate it. He's like, peace out. I'm out of here. And we continue to perpetrate that thought into our, in our mind. And then it drops down into our heart. And so we have to uh, be very careful, be very mindful of what we're allowing to uh, our mind to just kind of sit on and we settle on the thoughts and we settle on the thoughts. And eventually our mind is just a garbage disposal that is flowing down into our heart. And we can tell because then it comes out of our mouth, right? Because the word also tells us that uh, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And let me tell you something, you're with anybody, especially if you have any kind of discernment or wisdom, you sit with anybody for any amount of time and eventually their mouth reveals what's in their heart and the brokenness that they have and the bitterness or even the sadness and the grief and, and, and things that they're feeling, it eventually comes out in the things they say and the things they do. Your choices reveal where your heart is at. Romans 12 to reminds us that we need to continually renew our mind, right? And so we renew our mind with the word of God. We renew our mind hearing his truth, what he says about the situation. You, you know, can tell there are some people, they could be in church for years and they still haven't renewed their mind. They're still having the same thoughts 10 years, 15 years, 20 years that they supposedly know the Lord that they had at the beginning. 
And so where is the truth? Where is the word of God? What are we processing our thoughts through? That verse in Romans 12, 2 says, don't be conformed to this world. So we're still processing what we hear and the quote unquote truth that we hear through our thought life that we gain through the world, through culture, through our family, instead of what God says. I have about these this 11 page handout that my therapist gave me a while back and it has all these different thoughts and lies that we believe and the truth to combat it and i challenge you to do that research do that work and what lie are you believing but you have to actually live out then the truth. You can't be stuck in the same place years later. And let me tell you something, that verse, it says above all else, guard your heart. You guard your heart. It doesn't say your mama, your daddy. Once you're an adult, you need to guard your heart. And I hope that as parents, we teach our children how uh, to make sure that their heart stays healthy and that they don't allow the wrong people in or the wrong thoughts to just come down into their hearts and stay there. But as adults, it's our responsibility to guard our heart. It's our responsibility not to let what people say or do affect us. And if we're still in the same thing years and years later, then we're not doing a very good job. And too often we're trying to do it on our own. We're not using God's word. We're not using wise counsel. You know, it's just sad to me. I, you know, all my life I've been surrounded by people that profess to know the Lord, but their thought life says something else. And how do I know their thought life? Because it comes out their mouth. Their heart, their heart is not renewed. Their mind is not renewed. They're not living in God's truth and, and, I say, God, how? How is this possible? They truly have not known God. Whether it's guilt, shame, condemnation, um, denial, whatever it is, something has kept them from accepting God's truth and it dropping into their heart. Because I, I was having a, a conversation with my sister-in-law this weekend. She's more like my sister. Uh, since my husband died, she really has been by my side and uh, we foster such a great relationship and we were having a conversation about the change that has come in her life uh, since she decided to surrender to God. And I appreciate those gradual changes that you see in somebody that has said yes to the Lord. Then maybe somebody who is like, boom, gung-ho all of a sudden and this drastic change and then the next day it's gone. You know, uh, like the story of the hare and the and the turtle, the tortoise, whatever, whichever book you read, uh, you know, steady wins the race. And so it's better to have that steady, continual growth than trying to boom. I want everything to change in one day. No. Right. That slow and steady takes work. And that's why sometimes in the beginning, when we come into relationship with God, we're like, wow. And and, you know, we want to just tear down the world. and But what is it that's going to sustain you? It's the continual steadiness of God's word into your mind that drops into your heart that will transform you. Uh, that's the only way the transformation will change. You know, we can't have the continual uh, competing of the good and the bad 10, 15 years in that we know the Lord. 
Uh, we can't have that. If you're 10, 15 years of continual therapy, there has to be a change. And that starts with you making decisions. I'm going to change how I think. I'm going to believe God's truth. I'm going to speak the truth and I'm going to walk it out. But could it be that we're just comfortable, right? Because when we're comfortable, we don't change. Are we comfortable in our uh, victim mentality? Are we comfortable being the victim? Are we comfortable uh, just being broken because it's just easier to stay there? Are we comfortable just uh, blaming everybody and their mama uh, for our situation because we don't want to take action? And so check your heart. I ask the Holy Spirit to check my heart. And sometimes I don't like the report that he gives me. Trust me. But I ask the Holy Spirit to please check my heart. And if I see that something is abiding in my heart, I know that I need to change something in my thought life. And I need to dig into God's word. And so, you know, today on Meditation Monday, meditate on God's word. Make the choice. Too often we're doing things um, out of habit, right? We can even scroll through. There's so many good uh, motivational speakers and psychologists and preachers on the internet. And we scroll and scroll and scroll and like, oh, and we share, we share, right? But there is no real ingesting and digesting of what we're reading and how it has the power to change our life and that we can do better. You know, what happens, uh, like I always say, we don't live in a bubble, So the issues of our heart will affect other people. It affects the people we lead, whether we believe it or not. It affects our family. It affects our coworkers. You know, you have people that are always, you know, upset about everybody around them, that they're doing this, they're doing that. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go here. I don't want to go there. And they never look within and, and say, how can I change my reaction to these people? And sometimes a lot of healing has to take place. But you have to do the work. Even in that, right? People are, you know, trying to heal and doing all the right things. But there's a disconnect because there's not a commitment. Uh, They're checking boxes. Let me do this because it'll look good. Let me do this because I'm supposed to. You know, we need to guard our heart because we know that our life depends on it. Not because... Liz is telling you to, what I am exhorting you and challenging you is to check your heart, to guard your heart so that what springs from it will be life-giving. How wonderful to be in a position to give life to others and not to always be the consumer of life. You know, you ever been around those people that drain you because they have no life to give and you're continually having to give them life? It's draining. I have made a decision last year. There was a couple of uh, acquaintances, really, that I had. I'm like, I can't spend too much time with them because it's draining. It's draining. Uh, my friends and I, were that we were together, we're all leaders, and we were talking about how uh, because we're leaders, uh, everywhere we go, there's kind of an expectation that we lead or that we give or, you know, uh, and that's exhausting. And so you have to be careful uh, and guard your heart in those areas, too where you're giving so much that you drain yourself and you can't even feed yourself. And so let's guard our hearts. Let's feed our hearts with good thoughts, that the thoughts that we meditate on are good and noble and pure and noteworthy 
so that when they drop into our heart and then they proceed out our mouth, our life is life-giving. I tell you, I've had to cut so many generational curses, struggled through so many things so that I could give life. Like, Lord, I want to give life. When I walk into a room, I want to give life. And not in a way that drains me, that just being, just being, uh, that what comes out of my mouth is life-giving. And it's a challenge every so often still, you know? Uh, This weekend, uh, I was sharing with a friend that there was a situation and I just wanted to be petty petunia. I really did. Petty Petunia, <laughs> Petty Patricia, whatever name. My name is with L, so I can't say Petty Liz. It doesn't rhyme. It doesn't sound cute. Anyway, but Petty's not cute. <laughs> but in that, I had to surrender to the Lord because from experience, I've known that it's not good to be Petty. <laughs> it may feel good at the moment, but in the long run, it is hurtful. And so the thoughts that I had in my mind, I took captive so that they could not remain in my heart. So I encourage you today, above all else, guard your heart. Above all else, guard your heart. Let's just, let's pray. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I, I thank you for your word that gives life. And boy, we need it. We need it so much. We are just faced with so many circumstances and situations, Father, and Above all else, help us, Holy Spirit, to guard our heart, that we would not sin against you, like it says in in Psalms 119, Father. Guard our hearts so we would not sin against you with our words, our actions, the way we live, the way we affect the others, Father. That you would be a proud Papa when you look at us and how we live and how we act, God. Lord, I I come against any thoughts that my friends or even I can be marinating in our minds right now and that we are in danger of uh, living in a space in our heart that is not pleasing to you, God. Lord, help us to be real with you and honest with you. Father, that we would just surrender. Holy Spirit, reveal to us what it is that we need to meditate on, what thoughts we need to take captive, And Father, that we would do the work. Lord, as we research what to watch on Netflix, what to binge, what's the next show, that we would research your word for our thought life, Father. Goodness gracious, forgive us when we procrastinate, when we just uh, have it as nothing, when we just push it to the side and I can do it tomorrow. No, our heart is important. Especially as Christians, Father, that our heart, Lord, just would give life to others, Lord. If we're leaders, that our heart would be giving life to others. Father, fine-tune our hearing so that we can hear ourselves when we speak and that it would reveal to us where we are and that it would reveal to us what it is that we need to let go of and let you, Father. It's so hard sometimes, Father. Thank you for having grace because we just want to hold on. We hold on to to that past. We hold on to those thoughts. We hold on to that bitterness like like a comfortable blanket. But in reality, God, we should have outgrown it a long time ago, Lord. We should have thrown it away a long time ago, Father. Forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. Lord, I ask you that you would reveal to my friends, Lord, things that they've been believing, lies that the enemy dropped. And they have continued to perpetrate it, believe it, sit in it, live it, God. Lord, that they would surrender to you truly, Lord. 
that they would answer to you, Father, what you would have them do, my God. Lord, I ask you that your Holy Spirit will, throughout this day and throughout this week, lead us in the ways that we have exposed our heart to her, exposed our heart to our own ugliness, exposed our heart, Father, to the ways of this world and not conformed ourselves to you. That we have conformed ourselves to this word, Lord, to this word, Lord, to this world, Lord. <laughs> Thank you that I can speak, Father. Oh, Heavenly Father, help us, help us. We need you. Holy Spirit, reveal yourself to us, even in our, in our dreams, in our sleep, God. Help us to forgive, Lord, ourselves, God. Not only others, Lord, but ourselves when we hurt ourselves, Father, with our thought life and with the actions that we take, God. Oh, Lord, help us to forgive others, Lord, as well. And that we would forgive as we want to be forgiven, Lord. Because we've had moments where our hearts are ugly, God. And we do things that are not in a nature of a child of God, Lord. And that we needed forgiveness. That we would extend that same forgiveness, Lord. And Lord, maybe we need to take time to just sit. To just sit and hear you and listen to you. And just turn everything off and just abide in you so that you can lead us, God. Lord, that we would never forget the priority that was placed upon guarding our heart. That we would never forget that, Lord, because our heart will rule, Lord, what we do. We'll rule our life. And if we don't like where we're at right now, we need to check our heart, the decisions we've made, the thoughts that we've allowed to sit in our heart, Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for this week that we are facing, that it will be blessed, so we will speak nothing less. You will walk with us, abide with us, abide around us, as long as we allow you to, right, Father? As long as we allow your Holy Spirit to abide with us. And so I thank you, Father. I thank you for all that you do. I thank you, Lord, that the seed of your word is planted in good soil and will give fruit in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for your mercy upon my life, Lord. I know my friends are also saying to you, Lord, thank you for being merciful to us when our hearts are messy and we talk messy and we act messy, Father. Lord, thank you for your forgiveness, Father. We love you. We need you. We're grateful for you. And we thank you for Jesus. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, friends. Well, once again, my camera is like, I think my phone is too heavy. <laughs> anyway, uh, here we go. Lord, um, my friends, facing this week, uh, you can do it with God on your side because if he is for you, who can be against you? So I encourage you to just uh, continue abiding in his word. Uh, surround yourself with people that will give you life and you'll be a life giver as well. God bless you guys. This is Liz. Have a blessed week. Thank you for joining me on the Liz Teach Podcast.